You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Patrick. Joseph. Nadra, how are you? you? Well, well, it's uh, so... I mean, I think it's always dangerous to start talking about weather, but I'm going there You go <laughs> right off the top. I mean, how much rain? We've gone from yeah. kind of this, this almost this drought, um, you know, the, the, where we live was probably just getting absolutely parched. Um, and now we've almost had rain for the last couple of days, just solid. It's like living inside a monsoon almost. It is. I've just told you off air that I feel like I've never lived inside a storm for so long hmm. here on the shank. You might feel the electricity coming off me, but we've been living in like a, a storm for the past maybe three days. Yeah. There's been a lot of electricity down, down so south. You feel, down you feel like you got a little bit of a PTSD? So I see you, I got an extra frizz. Yeah. <laughs> I've got curly hair as it is. It's true. Um, it's true. But, yeah. but tighter curled. Yeah, more frizzy. Frizzy on the it's, top. It's very humid. Mm-hmm. I feel like there should be bush turkeys running around. Yeah, true. Queensland true. reference for all those others out yeah, there. That's true. Yeah, yeah, as soon as you see they. So tell me this. So are they bush turkeys or are they brush turkeys? This is one thing I've never been able to get a straight read on as an outsider in Australia because it depends partly on what side of the New South Wales Queensland border you are. Yeah, well, my read is just bush turkeys because I've only seen them in the bush. Just so straight up. That's just how I refer to them. But I yeah. don't know if that's the, uh, the technical. Term, know. but yeah. that's the way I read it. Yeah, who knows? They're who in knows? the bush. They're, they're in the bush <laughs> and they're gobbling. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And today we're going into, I suppose, the internal gobble that always runs around. Sometimes we're talking Sometimes. about conflict. We are, and we there's, are as we were talking off air, there's lots of different conflicts. It can be conflict with self, conflict with character, other people. Yep, Joe conflict. and I could be, <laughs> could be on, could uh, be on. <laughs> lots of different ones, and we're going to run through a few over a series of convos that we have. We thought today would be good to go through conflict with self. Yeah, or yeah. Character and self. Yeah, like I, th- I think, you know, I mean, in a in a literary sense there there's multiple different ways that you that you frame conflict and the reason why i bring literary reference into it to start it off is that it's present in every society and at every level there is always conflict um what you hope to do, kind of get to at a societal level is an understanding as we we're talking about last time around shared values what you don't look for is kind of conflict to start to become um group versus group and i think so much of kind of you know it's it's an it's natural it's almost part of the human condition to be put into conflict with certain ideas ideals or kind of other other individuals so if you think about conflict through through that lens then i think it's really interesting to start to think about what has actually changed for people and what conflicts are actually coming up for themselves as they actually start to re-enter this um you know uh, anyway like new normal it's just it's not it's not normal (laughs) yeah it's a scrambled egg and shit is everywhere and we're all trying to figure out kind of ways ways to go but i'm interested in kind of you know people's conflict around kind of re-entering the world Mm, and exiting i suppose that internal world both like your home nucleus and also your nucleus nucleus which might be your mind your heart your toes absolutely your knees for sure um and everyone's sort of doing that together on some level i think some people have been living maybe deeply on the front line if you're a health worker i've been working in a lot of different areas mm. um frontline worker is the term but yeah for a majority i think it is coming out and 
that in in a conflict i suppose speaking at it from a, a personal level we can feel that as the storm builds here in cape shake <laughs> yeah, for sure like hopefully the mic picks that up yeah, yeah. um if not there's big <laughs> sounds like <laughs> my hungry tummy sometimes um <laughs> so yeah internal or like conflict with self i suppose to break that down at least my read on conflict with self is reading or i suppose that conversation or checking yourself or i think it's a healthy thing conflict in a general sense Mm. to have conflict if it needs to arise in terms of i think that's where growth can come from when done well through conflict if it needs to arise but then with yourself yeah continued conflict i think that's when there's problems yeah well that that's, that's really interesting inter- yeah it is and i'm glad you glad you took it there because i think it's it's a lot like kind of um you know sand and kind of the you know and kind of the creates the kind of the pearl of of a lot of things in life is that so if you step back and you think about conflict with oneself what is that actually about so it's mostly about incongruent so you're behaving in a certain way, but you believe this, or you're in a certain situation, but you'd rather be in this situation. And so much of, I think, our own growth actually comes out of that. So I think, you know, um, let me put it this way back to you. Through COVID, I'm not sure people necessarily had as many of those conflicts in terms of kind of where they were at. If they could get to a spot where they could resolve themselves to kind of be like, okay, well, this is what's going on around me. And this is how I'm actually going to work through it to try to get to the other side of it then were they actually in conflict then or as they actually start to enter the world now that kind of that incongruency in terms of that perhaps the behaviors they picked up during that time they're now actually starting to see for the first time like is that too far of a bow to take or do you think it's just kind of it's just a natural it's a natural process that we that we work through i don't think it's a too far of a bow to take mm-hmm. um i can definitely speak it on a personal level but i feel like conflict happened for me in COVID, there was a lot of conflict with self within the COVID experience because, or the lockdown experience that we had here in Victoria mm. and sort of understanding self, but that coincided with building a business, building and family and so much other things that um, was a process-based approach to changing sort of my life and family life. Mm. Um, and I think that would have happened regardless of COVID or not, or isolation, but I think isolation actually highlighted and showed that. Mm. Um, In terms of that longbow, in terms of people not realizing whether conflict has been happening and then seeing it as you enter out, I think for sure that is going on as we're asked more and more to interact outside. on a personal level, I think I still am pretty hermit. Like, <laughs> yep. that's the thing I used to think I was quite social. So knowing that these things have changed, and I think we spoke about this last week around mm. values and sharing those values and what that is, and sort of getting a sense of how you've changed, because we're sort of a bit of a funny parrot in a way. You sometimes need to see a mirror to realize how much you've changed, and that mirror is often a social setting or a setting or yep. seeing, having conversations, and then. All of a sudden, it, it allows you to have that moment of reflection and go, oh, hang on a minute. A few things have changed in the way I view the world, the way I view myself. Mm. And I think for sure that's where it's been happening for myself. Um, how about for you and the way you view the world? Do you feel mm. that isn't a long bow or do you feel like... Uh- well, I think like I think it's it's good that you brought the the isolation thing in into it because I, I think during COVID, what um, I found during the kind of the lockdown component of it is that 
I guess I kind of had this realization that kind of, you know, in, in conflict, I think a lot of kind of what my conflict was in my life was a lot of the travel that I used to have to do for, for work. So kind of where, where I got to, which, you know, during the whole process, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, um, is that like the first part of it, I kind of felt this, almost this underlying kind of anxiety about like, you know, kind of almost looking around for where's the where's the stimulus coming from, where's the move needs to be, and but as that kind of settled down for me, and I kind of realized that actually that's just this sense of that you know when you travel a lot, everything is constantly changing around you, and you really have to kind of you actually have to be quite vigilant around. Okay, well I've got to be here at this time. Even just simple things like taking a flight, you got to be you know you got to get up when the alarm rings because if you don't therefore you're not going to make it then you're not going to make your meeting you're not going to make your meeting after that you're not going to make it home at, at the end of the day so you're kind of living in this state so what i found was that as that kind of happened i was actually like oh this is actually it's a huge source of conflict in in my own life this kind of this paradigm i lived in where i needed to be on the road a lot to kind of help the business grow and kind of move everything forward but yet actually kind of you know really when it comes right down to it i'm actually very comfortable where where i actually live and kind of you know being able to spend much more time with with my kids and just be around like kind of just working working in that mode and then as the world's now reopening i find it interesting that you know i enjoy travel but kind of doing the kind of the day trips back and forth to kind of every kind of city inside australia i'm not really sure that's well i i don't i have no desire to go back to that and the reason is is because it actually it brings up this conflict between kind of the things that i kind of realized during covid which i think is that my conflict with self was kind of like it's like was future self versus present self so future self the sorry present self was always investing in future self so it was like a sacrifice of like oh yeah no i'll do the trip to perth and i'll get back you know i'll take the kind of the red eye back and i'll just kind of work through the next day it'll all be fine but kind of i guess kind of um and that was all about building something into the future but present self was kind of actually picking up the slack for for all of that so that was that was my conflict i think about kind of you get and i think it's and the challenge is it is often self self-fulfilling and self-reinforcing which i think is a real challenge for a lot of people is that you get yourself in these paradigms and it works. It actually works. You can manage it all. But kind of what I've taken out of the the isolation part of COVID is that actually what I really kind of enjoyed is being able to have not control, like control is the wrong word, but probably more agency in my own life. And actually, when I'm kind of left to my own devices, what do I actually do? You know, and I think if people are honest, they probably a few of them and you know maybe you want to talk to this kind of next is that you kind of slayed a few of your own dragons through through that you know like for me it was kind of like really you know i thought that kind of like constant kind of you know just moving moving doing more doing more doing more but that was kind of like an external stimulus but what i realized with kind of almost the quiet of kind of isolation is actually that i kind of do that anyway right but it's become more intentional and less kind of i guess more internal less external stimulus now let's in terms of the world sort of shrunk but gotten bigger at the same time. Yeah, in yeah. a way, in a way, like it's like, yeah. like my conflicts, and I think you know maybe this is kind of where we, where we can take it is that I think you know this is you know I think a lot of males in particular face face this kind of conflict, which is that there's like the shadow, you know, I, the shadow self that that sits there that's not really spoken about in terms of that you kind of want to be doing these things that are perhaps a little bit more 
nurturing to self, a little bit kind of more nurturing to your kids or kind of the, the stuff that you're in. But during this time, we actually had the ability to do that because there was kind of no other... I mean, what else were you going to do? Like, if you just take it back to a simple, simple level, you kind of did spend more time outside. You did spend more time in nature. You did spend more time immersed in your family environment, right or wrong. And you were around. Mm -hmm. And that kind of sense of presence, I think, is it's a really interesting conflict for a lot of people is that, like you try to kind of project that, you know, you try to kind of, um, if you're not present, you try to project your presence somehow. But actually being present is the best possible thing you can you can be. You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Your hosts, Patrick Beggs of Per Production, a production house that works with organisations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world. And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. And if you find this podcast insightful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations. Well said. You really spoke some truths there for yourself in terms of how you, mm. how you felt and how you've processed mm. um, yourself and where you are at in life. Mm. And it sounds like some things are going to continue out of that. I feel for your present self. It sounds like it <laughs> yeah. had to deal with a lot of the prick <laughs> that is future Charlie. <laughs> yeah, None yeah. of us ever meet. Coming to get you. Yeah, exactly. God knows well, what, that monster, the monster in the closet. The day ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would like to meet um, future Joe. <laughs> Present Joe when the surf on in the morning is pretty, yeah, pretty I joke that Joe's um, my third child when it's time to surf in the morning. <laughs> it's Joe so tries to true. get me up at three in the morning. I get you surfing. up very early, don't I? Yeah. But um, I think you're right in terms of that, uh, for me anyway, with COVID and life, in terms of having that no stimulant around, you really did have those moments of reflection. Mm. But I always viewing it through the lens of sort of growing. We're a young family, young businesses. Sondrine started a business in yep. 2020, same with myself. And like really that is how it framed it. But for me, it was a lot about breaking down these stereotypes of what it is to be a man, mm. a provider and all this other stuff. Because it was really hard. 2020 was probably the hardest year I've ever experienced, but the most fulfilling year it was really a challenge because it was so quiet and there was so much to to dig through with conflict of self there was i think i like your analogy of shadow i don't know if i interpret it different but i feel like shadow sometimes for self is often this cultural perception of what you think you should be Hmm. and i feel like i really had to i didn't know i was in conflict with that for the most of 2020 but there was so much going on for myself in that in that year in terms of how I processed myself and where I felt self-value and how I forecast that because it was mm. so hard to feel in control in a lot of ways in that in that period because it felt like the world was out of control and having that family you know you told this or you casted this narrative at least where I feel positioned very much you should be providing bringing home doing all this other stuff and um, it was through being honest and open and talking and engaging with the people and loved ones around me. It sort of just opened me up and it's always been a continuing 
opening from that from the inside out which has yeah. been um healthy um and has allowed me to connect like deeper with with my children as they grow up and allow that role to blossom and and to hold that in its true value that it is and realize the power that i get from that and then also what my family and also what my children will get yeah but then in terms of um internally being present it's funny you say that with with this conflict of self because I find it's really hard through lockdown to be present sometimes truly present so this year I've tried to put in a few mechanisms to block myself from checking my phone when I'm with certain like with my fam or doing certain things because I'm always trying to be on and I I'm falling into maybe the future pat future <laughs> present pat always feel like I've got to build something but yeah um the conflict this year is just realizing that to be truly on you've got to switch off otherwise you get a quite dim light yep well said um well said. and then i suppose conflict for self feeling out i'd like to hear your thoughts on how you are interacting and how it feels now i suppose you've been quite an insular person mm. but engaging very much online still and running the business and doing sure. the things you do yeah but now interacting out out and about do you feel on an observational level other people mm working things out as you're engaging with people in terms of that processing um yeah i i, I do i do i th- i think it's you know kind of where where i where i find it i guess interesting um in kind of when you interact with people at the moment i think that the kind of norms of society and the kind of the conflict within society is actually what we're starting to experience so and really for the first time because i think you know um at least kind of in most of my social groups i do think people have come out of this whatever you think this is have come out of it with some kind of level of self-reflection at, at some level and some some type of reset um in a way but then society itself actually it's like you're in conflict with with that so even just taking what you just said about kind of being balanced and kind of you know kind of debunking this male myth that we're the provider you know in that construct and kind of you know but we can also be the carer and kind of where's the balance and all of that when you actually kind of then look to society for where we're at with that we're still kind of grappling with things around like parental leave kind of like how equal is that how unequal is that and these are all the things that i think you know kind of society's actually now started got to start to do a bit of a catch-up to i think where people who have actually landed through through this so like i think you know of course there's conflict around things like vax no vax kind of mandates no mandates and those things are most they're mostly political and then they play out on on us right so it's kind of but I do believe that that will resolve itself at, at some at some level. I mean, it, by you know, there's enough grown-ups in the room that that'll get figured out. But then we're kind of left with these almost existential questions around like what type of kind of society do we actually want to re-enter enter into? Like, you know, the other conflict, like we're in conflict with our natural natural world. You know, we're absolutely positioned against that rather than kind of actually realizing that the earth doesn't need us, we need the earth. There's all of these conflicts in terms of kind of where we actually go as a society that, you know, I, I think that's, what I find kind of as you start to re-enter into the world, because that's the conversation that you don't have in a in a Zoom call. Like in a Zoom call, you're kind of judging where people are at. You're kind of having a bit of a laugh, seeing, seeing where things stand. However, but when you actually start to sit down face-to-face with people again, have a beer, have a laugh, yeah, kind of whatever you want to do, you get into bigger... Yeah, have a cry. You know, I've had all of that. Yeah. And then you get you get into a proper conversation around some of these things and kind of some of these changes that you've said. And I think, you know, 
what I what I've really tried to focus on is just being open about my own experience and kind of what it's actually meant, meant for me and kind of how kind of working through, through all of that. And in some ways it's been a cathartic experience to kind of just become more who I actually am rather than trying to be something maybe I thought I needed to be. And kind of, as you reenter on that, it's like you then start to have these conversations, but directionally people are like okay so what does that then start to mean so like the australian even if you take it to a national level mm. like you know i thought like it was australia day here forgetting kind of the other context for a sec that you know definitely is important to talk about but as a national kind of um day i was quite struck by there was nothing around kind of the messaging around kind of where do we actually want to go now coming coming out of this there was i mean Nothing. Which Absolutely nothing. so much to the leadership vacuum. Where we are. Yeah, where exactly we are where right we are. Now. But the, the way you talk about that, for me, makes me so excited. Hmm. It just feels like the, the field's been leveled and there's so much to address. It's just whether and what is going to pop hmm. from that. For sure. Um, and it does feel like the ground is fertile and there is so many forks. You touched on so many conflict forks, but that is so many forks in the road with where we need to go and where we need to address for my mind, what we value, and we spoke about this last time, like where is our shared values and what that is, it's been probably the biggest challenge. Like I get that on the Zoom call, like what does the other person on the end really value at the moment? Like where can you get into that? And that really does start to come through conversations and catch-ups and the nuances you pick up yeah. in body language and, and all yeah. the other signaling elements that you get when you're in a room um, for sure and like it's like it's funny you've kind of you know we keep talking about this like like what do people value i think first off at the moment like if they're really honest they're like get me off of this thing right so what what they would probably really value is like i found this a lot over the kind of last last month is kind of like how about I just call you right and kind of like and then you kind of have this like it's just a different medium and a different way to kind of actually actually talk because I do think people are kind of real they miss it like I mean I miss it like I miss like you know just being sitting with a group of people and just having a chat right but being kind of all present present together without the kind of the technology kind of barriers and stuff because you're actually not present because you've got to if you're running the thing you got to be worried about kind of where everything's going and where people people are at but you know, I guess that's another interesting kind of thing as we kind of unpack these convos is that we're in conflict as well with our technology and our tools. We're in conflict with them. We're in constant conflict and constant conversation of it. Mm. And I think that is a, is a funny intersection with conflict around the Zoom call because mm. I think the perception, at least for myself, anyone, is when you're presenting or mm. holding a conversation is I think internally you put a lot of pressure on yourself, mm. whereas a lot of people had to do the same thing internal. There's an internal conflict around getting it perfect, but mm. that technology at the moment is very clunky <laughs> and there's <laughs> some great humour around it. Yeah. We've experienced it with um, BAU trying to do conversations and often, to be honest, when the clunk happens, the better conversation results. At least that's been our test and our mm. result, I think, mm. through when we had guests on the show. Yeah. It was when we had a bit of clunk, all of a sudden the human fell out and it was like, yeah. Hang on, we're not these perfect things. <laughs> perfect just polished like, individual. Let's just crack the, yeah. the mirage for a little bit and let a bit of humanness seep out. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and that's maybe the last kind of conflict that that we'll explore. Like if we kind of try to structure it, I think around kind of this conflict with society, this conflict with the kind of world, we actually live in conflict with technology. And then I think the other actual kind of thing that I think is a really interesting 
conflict that we all face as humans is that it's the digital self versus the kind of the physical self and that's not a technology thing that's more tools but it's this 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 construct of kind of like physically you're this digitally you're that and i think most people have to reconcile that because one's one's subjective and projective the other one is actually kind of more um i i think actually kind of much more not honest honest isn't the wrong word but i think it's got a sense of kind of um presence to it whereas when you look into kind of an online world it's more projective so i think kind of through the convos if we explore those kind of you know we'll structure the episodes around that perhaps but around those kind of those four areas of conflict I think it'll be great. Um, and yeah, that, that construct around online, offline is, is an interesting one and contentious one. It'll be cool to really dive into that Fantastic. Um, and, and build to that, I think, will be an interesting one. I think the conversations around conflict before that will really um, color that conversation that's something everyone is feeling at the moment. For sure. Now, we should probably wrap this up because every time, every couple of minutes, I hear the thunder get closer, the lightning that I can kind of see in the background get a little bit kind of closer. So I reckon we probably have, what, another couple of minutes before we um, we might lose power. Yeah, we could lose... We could lose power and a big David Gale could come right down the top of us. But this has been the shank experience of us three days living in the yeah. eye of the storm. Yeah. Or the edge of the storm. But this conversation has been great. For sure. Um, and I think on that storm element hmm. is that sort of conflict in a weird way. Isn't We're it? talking about how, if you let me, yeah. around... <laughs> of course. <laughs> around... Like how light... Like in a strange way, a storm, if you felt a storm build... And a lot of movies, a lot of cinema, a lot of book, a lot of narrative to sort of build up something will build a storm in the background to sort of help amplify that. Because whether we feel that um, intentionally or unintentionally, subject, I mean, consciously, unconsciously in our lives, a storm sort of builds this energy. And when I reckon we've all felt this, when a storm hits, there's this release point, and I think that's when a lot of people feel a sense of resolvement around something that's gone on, yeah. around something that's happened. But there's the storm produces a lot of fertilizer for the plants around them, um, break down rocks, yeah. um, and do some amazing things around being able to create that fertile ground to grow something on after that. But that yeah. energy building up towards is yeah. is quite a conflicting thing. And then that true conflict yeah, is, cool. yeah. is the storm itself. And then that it's almost like all of a sudden that conflict is, is being resolved and that's that feeling that you get at the end where you've, you've processed and you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, move on to the next build. I love it. Well, cheers, cheers to storms. <laughs> cheers to <laughs> storms. <laughs> All right, cheers, Pat. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.